week down. We're into the second week of 2024. It's wild to say that, but hello to all you wonderful, unique beings. It's Monday when you're watching this live on YouTube, so thank you for all of our YouTube followers. This is Tuesday, January 9th, when you guys are listening to this just solely on the podcast, Uh, but we're here to talk about sports, uh, and we'll be doing so every Tuesday uh, for those watching live every Monday, uh, showing love to all of uh, you watching us again on YouTube. Uh, we are going to get through, uh, what do they call this, Black Monday, uh, is when we're recording, when they're firing all the coaches, a ton of coaches firing, a uh, lot of people moving around. Uh, we are moving towards the playoffs. I have my power rankings as we go into the playoffs, which is just it starts this weekend, which is going to be a crazy ride, I believe. And I'm sure Sam believes the same thing as well. So we'll hear what he has to say about that as well. So again, it's wildcard weekend. We'll be making our picks going from there. And also today when we're recording this, we had the national championship, which Sam, I have to be honest. Uh, I know you did the rundown earlier today. I didn't get to check it because I was too busy working because Mondays are a zoo. Uh, I really genuinely found out that the national championship game was on tonight from a streamer that I follow. So shout out to Tim the Tatman because he's there doing like a stream, a special stream there. And I was just like, oh, that's really happening tonight. Mm, Okay. I probably didn't care about it because I don't care to see Michigan play. Even as a Penn State fan, yeah. Yeah, so it's just whatever. Um, So I'm super rooting for uh, Washington, but we'll get into that later. But let's jump into things. First and foremost, Sam, uh, we are now going to introduce the most dominant tag team from the East. He's the brains, the number cruncher, the advisor. As I've already mentioned his name, it's Sam. How are you doing, Sam? What's up, my friends? Happy New Year. Happy 2024. Like hey, Brandon. Happy yeah. three years of the Chasing Points podcast. Can you believe that? That's wild to think of, that it's been three years. Yeah. January wow. 11, 2021. Wow. Was our, was our first episode, and here we are. Congrats to us. Yeah, we pat, did it, man. Pat myself on the back on that one. Got it. That's a, this is a pat you on the back. Uh, Thank you, That's really nice of you. You're welcome. Uh, I'm the other half of the duo. It's just me. I'm Brandon. I'm here so I don't get fined. This is episode 119 of the Chasing Points podcast. Let's just jump right into it. Sam, the firings of the firings of the firings of the firings, which I absolutely am a fan of. Uh, it is Ron Rivera. First and foremost, kicking the can. Uh, he's he's finally gone. Uh, I, I'm sure all Commanders fans are absolutely happy. Uh, they also got some very interesting news of Bob Myers, uh, yeah. the 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 architect of the Warriors franchise and building that roster uh, is apparently joining their front office. But uh, more so than anything, Ron is gone. So as I run to get my charger so my computer doesn't die. What are your thoughts on Ron Rivera? Yeah, Ron's gone. I think you could I you know, I think the writing's been on the wall, especially when Josh Harris and and Magic Johnson and and that group recently bought the commanders from that other guy. Um so, you know, you don't get to pick your coach. I I don't know if the enemy was hired with Josh Harris or with Dan Snyder. I don't remember, but um Rivera went 26-40 and 1 in four seasons in Washington. Uh, his first season, he made 
the NFC uh, East. He won the East with a 7-9 record. I believe he lost to the Rams in that game. Um, yeah, that that was a Heineke. Like Heineke played really well, but never went over 500. Again, 26-40-1. and um, And as you mentioned, yeah, Bob Myers, the GM of the former GM of the Warriors, and uh, Rick Spielman, who um, is was the GM of the Vikings, drafted guys like uh, Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, to name a few. Um, they're both going to be involved, as you mentioned, in kind of helping find new leadership at the at the top for this team. Um, and uh, you know, if you are a longtime Washington fan or just fan in general of football, it's just kind of see a. It's nice to see a refreshing, you know, it's refreshing coming from this organization that's just been in turmoil for three decades or so. Um, well, Sam, I'm going to stop you right there because as a as a rival in the NFC East, it's not refreshing for me to see uh, right. because if it's going to be anything like what Magic and that group has done out with the Dodgers of just buy, buy, buy and get everybody they want, it's not going to be great for uh, teams in the NFC East. Uh, and that is that is scary because if they are just willing to keep paying and not worrying about cap salaries and do uh, unique things of, you know, pushing off salaries until people retires and stuff like that. I mean, I'm not looking forward to that, but it, putting that joke to the side, I, I am happy to see that Ron is gone. Obviously, I'm not praying on a man's downfall, but I don't think he was good for that team. I think they do have some really good young players. And, and Gary Terry, number one. Um, you have Sam Howell, who has shown that he can really be a solid quarterback in times. I think it just it's just that line, right? And then the commanders have always, at least in recent memory for me, have been really, really good at drafting defensive players. Uh, it's just now and then putting it all together. They, they traded away, obviously, Chase. Um, what's his, uh, Montez sweat, sweat right? Yep. Uh, so they, they've gotten rid of some, some really, really solid players. And, and I'll, I'll say I, I've talked to some Niners fans and it's just like, he's been kind of okay since coming over. I, I, I think he's going to take time to see that, but again, they've drafted some really good players. It just, they need now that they have somebody that's willing to spend money, uh, they're having they're building a front office that's willing to really put in the work to to go out there and find people that really need to be there um, and and fit what the coaching staff is. But again, we now we don't know what the coaching staff is going to be. So uh, I'll be intrigued to see what happens to the enemy. Uh, I'll be I'll be intrigued to see what happens to this team moving forward. Uh, and I think a lot of eyes are on this franchise because it is a storied franchise. Right. And it is it is. They've always been a hard-nosed football team, and they've been competitive for years. And in recent memory, they have not been. So I'm just curious to see what's going to happen there. Um, as we jump, I'm really – I think this is one of the more intriguing teams. And I, I'm pretty sure you and I both thought that this was, this was coming. Uh, but Arthur Smith was fired from the Falcons – uh, after a third straight seven and ten season, uh, number one, I would have fired him when he stopped getting the ball to Kyle Pitts. <laughs> That's number one. <laughs> How long ago uh, was that, man? Uh, yeah, right. All all fantasy owners of 
Kyle Pitts rejoiced that he is gone because I'm sure whoever Drake the next London, coach is, they 100%. I guarantee the first play next season, and there, there needs to be a prop bet for this. I hope there is because I'm putting – I'm going to drop like 500 on it, Sam. Mark my words. I'm going to drop 500 on it if it's a prop bet. The first pass of the year is going to go to him for Kyle Pitts just oh, to man, prove have- like we're different from the last regime. That that would be that would be a way to do it, or you know the eighth number all pick Drake London, or the eighth overall pick Bijan Robinson. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know from a fantasy football standpoint, every fantasy football analyst is happy that Arthur Smith is no longer you know calling plays That's there sure. because you know we've talked about this a lot. If you were starting a, a franchise and be able to pick young guys at you know the three most important i mean the three skill positions on the mm-hmm. offense you know you'd be hard pressed to find guys outside of you know in what we thought they were Bijan. clearly i think he i mean he had a great year when he was used yeah. drake london has shown flashes and yeah where kyle pitts is sometimes you know he's losing snaps to john U. smith i don't know what that's about um it's also kind of perplexing when you have someone like tyler algier who ran for over a thousand yards in his rookie year and then you draft Bijan Robinson, yeah. and you still use Algier a lot. And I know you know you're he's a rookie. You don't want to like wear him down, any of that stuff. But like, why did you draft him when you had a sol- I mean, Bijan is a special talent, sure. But like, with a team with so many holes, if you're going to commit a early pick to a skill position like that, use it. Win games. You were seven and ten. You were like you had a fighting shot uh, if you won that game yesterday to make the playoffs. Like maybe use the talent on your roster. Well, I don't that, know. That, well, that's why he's no longer the head coach of the team, yeah. and why we're Did talking you, about this is you're not utilizing your key players. So if you're not utilizing them and putting them in better positions, which seems to be the issue for the Eagles at this point in time, which Lord don't get me started. Um, if you're putting your key players in a better position, you have a chance to be in any game right and they have a good young core right i'm i'm still curious to see what london will be and i'm really curious to see what kyle pitts would actually be in a full season of getting multiple targets like a good amount of targets to see how he can how he can be used because he's he can be an absolute weapon um so intrigued to see what happens there super intrigued to see what happens uh in new england uh, with a guy that has been the GM and has been the longstanding, does he probably he has the longest tenure as a head coach in the oh, NFL right now, right. right by far, right? Yeah, Currently. I don't even know who would be second. Tomlin. Yeah, I don't. I I mean, maybe Tomlin would probably be second. Harbaugh, Pete Carroll. Tomlin, and Pete Carroll. Yeah, I probably yeah, say. Yeah, but, but that's but still that's still probably. nowhere near that. Yeah, so yeah, he's yeah, definitely yeah. easily the longest tenured. Uh, Bill Belichick is meeting with the owner, Robert Kraft. Uh, he has said that he's open to giving up some responsibilities, which I'm sure <laughs> Patriots fans are just like, like, let it go. I, I think that could be the fact that Bill is doing that shows to me that he really wants to stay and wants to finish his career there uh, and allowing somebody else. This is like a key move. And I, and I hope, for Robert Kraft, I mean, not for you, Sam, because, you know, you've watched the Patriots beat up on your team for years, but this would be a solid move for the Patriots 
to be relevant again. Like they're they're relevant because of his name, right? There's nobody else there that makes them really relevant whatsoever, right? But if they get this is now the time to have a GM in place to build for the future and to have a guy like him that has the knowledge and has the guys just do what they are really good at and nothing more uh, and really highlighting that, which I, I give him his, I give him his, uh, his badge of honor for that is because he allows these players just to be themselves in that certain extent, but you have to conform, you know, it's all about the team. The Patriot way, I'm, I'm yeah. intrigued. I'm intrigued to see what happens. What are, what are yeah. your thoughts being that this is a, you know, the in, in division rival? I think, you know, it's all about what have you done for me now in, in sports, right? Um, as a, as I've often referenced the PTSD that I get from watching the Patriots, especially beat down on, yeah. on the Jets. Um, yeah. I, I kind of found it disrespectful that everyone was kind of just like, yeah, Bill needs to get fired. It's like, you know, six Super Bowls in 20 years and helped cultivate one of the best defensive schemes we've ever seen. And clearly Tom Brady, you know, that mm-hmm. relationship's special and every talented quarterback has a talented head coach. And, and usually, um, you know, and those tandems go down in history. So, you know, if, if, Sometimes the message is just dull and it's over and it just there needs to be a fresh start. So if that's the case, I would, you know, and I'm sure Bob Kraft would just let if Bill wants out, Bill can get out and go yeah, wherever he yeah. wants and do whatever he wants. And I don't think he'll quote unquote get fired. Um, but sometimes that that message is just stale and it's just time to go. Uh, to be fair, the quote from Bill was a reporter asked him would he be up for relinquishing duties? And he basically said he's open to helping the team win however it is. He has a lot of people helping him in a lot of different ways, and he just wants the team to win. So that was that's a politically correct answer. Um, you know, I don't know if he's saying if I can't if I can't get the guys I want, I'm not gonna coach. But yeah. You know, yeah. We'll see there. Um Yeah. I, I mean we'll definitely have to see what happens with that. I, I think it's it's a very intriguing storyline because with him being GM uh, and, and just even during his time when he didn't have like GM control, they still weren't bringing in anybody that is like any really real difference makers. Right. Uh, yes. They've drafted Gronk. Uh, what Aaron Hernandez could have been. Uh, you, what he you, was when he was one. Yeah, true. Yeah. True. Very fair. Yeah. That's very true. Uh, what he was when he was on the, on the field that, they were going to have one of the that would have been the greatest tight end duo in the history of football. Sam. I don't know if there's another tight end duo. I mean, they, I, and they they changed yeah. the game in that in that respect. That so many so many teams that would already run two tight end sets were like, no, I want two Travis Kelseys out there. I want two receiving yeah. yeah monsters out there, and then you could get away with you know having these undersized slot receivers on the outside Correct. or however it is. Because then you have to pack the box. Because you yeah. have now, then you have to worry about it. Then you got these little uh, shifty Wes Welkers and uh, Edelmans, and you know, getting out there and just Tokens. just going all over the place. Um, I mean, but yeah, flashy offensive guys. I mean, Randy Moss. I I don't know of any. Yeah, but I said drafted. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like it's. Yeah. I can't even tell you the last time they drafted like a receiver. That I'm just like, 
yeah, they got one. You know what I mean? Like, no, they, but they draft very, very well on the defensive end. Like, that's, I will say, that's what yeah. they do really, really well totally. is draft really, really good defensive players. Demario da, Douglas, I like, I think it was a second or third round pick. Mm-hmm. He's played pretty well with really bad quarterback play. But yeah, like Tyquan Thornton, they've had a list of guys that just yeah. never hit. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. They have the third pick in the draft. We just talked about they the commanders. They have the second. If they don't go um, QB, the first their their pick. I, I don't know what yeah. they do from there, uh, unless they trade back and get a crazy haul for it, which is what Bill has been known for. But uh, I, I don't think Dude, this is Marvin time Harrison to trade Jr. back. In that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't Marvin think this, is, I don't think this is the draft offense. to trade back yeah. on. Stay, stay up there, stay at the top, and get a a, a high pick. Uh, a team that we know that won't get a high pick because they traded it away to the Chicago Bears, uh, like idiots. Uh, the Panthers, <laughs> they fired their GM, uh, Scott Fitterer. Is that how you, how you say his name? Fitterer. <laughs> Fitterer. No, that's the yeah. name, dude. That's Scott bro, bro, I don't care how many ways Fitter-er. you say it. I, I don't care if that's it's the correct totally way. Up. It's just still going to make me laugh because that is a terrible last Fair. name. Um, sorry, Scott, that you got fired today. Uh, he was two for 15 this season. Uh, also, I've heard that the the new owner of the Panthers is absolutely a nut job. Oh, yeah. uh, uh, I think we yeah, talked. I think we talked yeah. about it on here of of every place that he's gone, people just don't last at all. Like they, well, like I mean, you one can and see done it. type thing, right? They've had three coaches and three interim coaches in the four years that he's yeah. been the owner, however long Rivera, then uh. Matt Rule, and now you know one se- half a season of Frank Wright. Frank Wright, yeah. I don't, I don't think the least. This is probably the least desirable uh, job right now in the NFL, and I that's think, yeah, that's scary to say because they have a young quarterback in Bryce Young who can has the talent. Obviously, his height is is an issue, and is going to have to work around that. But I also think. Everything is going to slow down for him next year, which it normally happens. The first year is either you're right on or it takes you a year or so to really get acclimated to the speed of the game. And I think he'll definitely be better next year. Uh, but he, you, you can only be as good as your line is, right? If you don't have a line that can protect you, uh, it, we, we saw what happened to a, hall of, a future Hall of Famer in Aaron Rodgers that doesn't have a line in New York, right? Even though it was brief, we saw it. And then we continue to see it with Zach Wilson, right? If you don't have a line you can, and you can't protect your quarterback, it doesn't matter who's under center. They're not going to be able to get the ball off, and you're not going to be in a favorable position. But yeah. uh, just seeing what's going on with this team, man, I I pray for Panthers fans uh, because it seems like they're going to be – It's it just, just think about it, Sam. Like just a few years ago, they had Cam Newton – they were going to the Super Bowl. Cam was yeah. an MVP. Like it's, they had all this, and now here they are, two and fifteen, and don't know where the hell their team is going. I I think the the caveats of like ownership and just his you know um, lack of patience, maybe you know you you bring is something that will deter people from. Yes, wanting to be a part of this organization. Yes. That said, there's only 32 team, uh, head coaching jobs, and there's only 32 GM jobs, and someone will, will think do it. that yep. they can do it. 
Um, but here you invest, you fire Matt Rule after investing a ton. You buy his Baylor uh, buyout from Baylor University. You do all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. You go pick him up on your private jet. You make a whole like thing about it. And then you do this, you know, you hire Frank Reich, who, you know, was supposed to have Andrew Luck as his quarterback. And yep. then, you know, the turmoil there in, in Indianapolis, a Super Bowl winning. Oh, yeah. Frank Reich, who took the job after Josh McDaniels, like, bolted from Indy. Remember that? And uh, you, you hire him and then you fire him after 11 games. I don't know who pounded the table and said, we need to take Bryce Young. We need to trade up from nine to take Bryce Young. I mean, the jury's still out. It does not help when you have C.J. Stroud looking like already no. a top 10 quarterback in this league and just the poise that this kid has. And he went into a really hostile situation in Indy on Saturday and mm-hmm. won the division. And, you know, that that's a bad look. That's a really bad look. I don't know if that was Frank Reich saying, I want Bryce Young. If that's the case, I, I but I still don't agree with that unless there was really something we just don't know but yeah i, I you mean, think it's you meant to say frank frank reich wanting cj you mean no I'm, I'm, like if you fired frank reich because he wanted bryce young bryce young is clearly at this moment not performing like the guy who went after him and then you know there's a lot of disconnect or i you know what we don't know we don't know but mm-hmm. i'm not sure what led to frank reich leaving um it's uh yeah it's they're probably not going to get their first their first want right i know i've heard hardball rumors but i don't know if he's going to want to go there unless he's got control of everything well i mean we'll see what happens with hardball after tonight anyway is we'll see if if he wins a national championship I, i don't see why excuse me why you leave the campus uh in michigan right like what what would be the point to to leave after a national championship I get it. You're going to get more money in the NFL, whatnot. He's flirted with the NFL. He's hired an agent that is is very uh, prominent in the NFL or whatnot. But did I he mean, hire, he hired Brady's agent, right? Yep. Uh, I don't I remember. So. I, I think he might be. In, but well, I don't. I don't, don't know, man. The, the reported money he was going. You know, remember when the the sign stealing thing came out? Mm-hmm. They were still going to offer him like over a hundred million. Yeah. Like you know, I don't know. Maybe it's unfinished business in the NFL. He brought it brought a team to a you know super bowl so i don't know if it's that but uh yeah hey, we'll listen, see. you can you can make if he if this is the start of what saban has down in alabama he can be sitting pretty in college football making nfl money and and just having kids that he can work with and mold and go from there and uh, it seems to be very, very desirable because these kids are working for something, right? You know, they're working to try to get to the next level or now, uh, you know, NIL money and so on and so forth. So I wouldn't be surprised. There's going to be there's more money that's dripping into college football now because of the NIL. And it, and if he wins the national championship tonight. For those that are listening, you will already know on Tuesday, you already know the verdict of that, but. I mean, there's more money that could be on the table. That's more uh, commercials, so on and so forth. So it's curious to see what happens there. But I I, I still believe he's going to come to the NFL at some point, and I hope as a Penn State fan he does. But anyway, um, power rankings, Sam. We haven't done this in a while because we haven't done an episode in a while uh, since this is being this is our first one in the new year. Uh, so the last power ranking, last episode, 
Uh, it is vastly different from <laughs> the one this time. Uh, and I will just run down that last the last one. So it was the Niners one, Cowboys two, Eagles three, Ravens four, Chiefs five. Uh, major differences here. No Chiefs, no Eagles. Just going to start it off with that. At five is the Lions. The Lions have had an up and down season. They've been, I mean, they've been in the top tier throughout the whole year. But they've had some up and down moments. And 100%, and since Sam and I have not been able to talk about this, and I would just clear a little space for this, 100% got robbed by the refs against the Cowboys. They won that game. But also at the same time, Dan Campbell, kick the damn field goal. You are marching up and down the field on this team. Kick the field goal. Let your defense do what it was doing and then walk out that way. I understand you want to go for it. And I love the tenacity. Love that. But kick the field goal. <laughs> After that, you, you, got, you got screwed, but kick the field goal. What, what is your thoughts on just that moment since we haven't been around to talk about it i'm just kind of curious to hear that yeah you know we haven't talked about it at all even you know just offline um Mm -hmm. yeah no it sucks i think you know we're clearly not on the field it seemed like the tackle reported and you know i you know from what i saw from the video you know clearly i i saw some things about he wasn't using a hand gesture and he said it and usually use some kind of you know you make some kind of movement that and the coaches will talk about it before the game like they you know they do like a muscle thing or whatever they flex or whatever the thing is um yeah i think you know it's unfortunate they got um they got robbed there clearly the nfl recognizes it they demoted that uh that crew that crew from working in the playoffs and so that's that's certainly a sign of hey they messed up yeah Um, yeah unfortunately that's kind of where it ends uh you know you it's the nfl you win games like this you lose games like this sadly there's always that um you know uh well well can i can i stop you there because you are absolutely right by saying you win games like this and you lose games like this but this is now pushing the narrative of and it's been the narrative this whole season and i think it's been uh blown up to a, a a spot that is kind of something has to be done at this point in time. And it's the sore point of this whole season has been the refs. And I, I think you can say that regardless of what team you root for, uh, what game you watch, so on and so forth. It's been, everybody's been talking about the refs, 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 refs. So I think it's kind of, this is going to push the narrative of really reviewing plays like yes it might take make games longer and whatnot but i think this is really going to push the issue of like hey listen like in a crucial time in the last two minutes like all those plays should be reviewable like we shouldn't be able to like throughout the regular game you still have the regular reviews and challenges and whatnot but in the last two minutes of the game when it's really really crucial this is what needs to happen what are your thoughts on that no, that's that's fair. I don't know how you review this. Mm-hmm. Um, I would be open for more opportunities for either the coaches to want to review something or for the booth to, you know, upstairs to say, hey, review this. If it's like the last four minutes of a game yeah. instead of two, um, I'm totally open for that. You know, 
I say like, again, I said, yeah, this is just unfortunately part of the game. I don't like it. I'm, I'm yeah. saying it because there's been a ton of, this has happened. This has been a consistent narrative for forever along all of sports, right? I mean, we've mm-hmm. lost perfect games in baseball. You know, how many, how many Sadly. crazy, yeah. the, the refs should be full-time employees. I agree. The, you know, the NFL makes, they print money. I yeah, don't they know. They could pay what, these refs. They could definitely pay these refs. The fact that like these guys are like lawyers during the week, and then they go and they're with their crew on the weekend calling yeah. these games. Like, there's so much margin of error, whether it's from you know, uh, you know, outside sources or just like head being in the game. And I'm sure they do well. They get paid well per game that they do but let's make it so and i don't know if they have benefits or not i don't let's make it so these guys don't have to worry about anything but football that should be part of that should be it and whether it's like they're sitting there during the week like reviewing calls and and work and doing all of that getting better and using that on company time like nfl time let's do it like i again it's not my money but I don't see why you would want these loose ends like just even out there. That's all right. I'm going to reel you in here because Sam just went on his soapbox about the refs. And I agree with what you said. I I agree with what you said for sure. Um, They do need to be full time uh, for sure. But I, I don't know. I I'm assuming during their winter meetings or whenever the hell they have their meetings, spring, whatever, uh, I, I believe that this will definitely be a topic of discussion. And the team that the Lions lost to in that game that we didn't chat about was the Cowboys at four. Uh, they have been proving that they can they can still win. They're they're dominant at home. On the road, not so much. Yes, they just clinched uh, against the Commanders. <laughs> it is what it is with that one. But uh, we we've seen. I don't we didn't we weren't here for the Bills game, which I absolutely was uh, in heaven for watching the Cowboys get dismantled by the Bills. Um, But they've continued to show that they do have the ability to be in certain games. But again, it seems at times when they are away, Sam, and they're playing true contenders, uh, they can't hold that other team's jock. And I I say that respectfully uh, because I know where they're at right now and they they are playing at a high level in certain aspects, uh, but they aren't showing up when it comes to playing those good teams on the road. Um, and that's just been proven so far uh, at this point. So we'll see what happens because, I mean, their their first game is against the, the Seahawks, right? They the, play, the Packers. Packers. They play the Packers at home. Clearly so, by winning the, the East there, they, they have home field aside correct. from they play the Niners. Yeah, Correct. So that that'll be I, I mean, that should be a win for them, but we will we will see how that plays out. But we'll get to that game soon at three. The team that I said dismantled them is the Bills. And that's why I have them at three just ahead of them. They've had an, a rocky year. Uh, we've talked enough about Mr. Allen uh, throughout this year. Uh, we've talked a lot about how this team has has been you know, Super Bowl contenders to pretenders, and now they're back to contenders or I don't know. Um, but the Bills are winning. They are the two seed in AFC, uh, and they have a chance. They're in the tournament, and, and every, for everybody, it's 0-0. So 
we'll see how this turns out for them. But just ending the season, definitely at three. At two is the Niners. The Niners have absolutely been stomping mud holes in people's asses <laughs> throughout this whole entire season. My team included, the Cowboys, so on and so forth. Uh, they look absolutely scary. But the only team that they did not stomp and they got stomped out by is the number one team, the Ravens. Now, Sam, I remember when we were talking in the offseason and the talk was about Todd Munkin coming there and Lamar Jackson having an offensive coordinator to actually call plays for him, uh, to be able to really stretch out this offense and do this. And we got a bunch of anonymous coaches talking and saying that we much rather have another quarterback than Lamar and and he's just this and people still calling him a running back and he's not this and I would do that and the newest one the latest one uh we want a quarterback to be quarterbacky I don't know if you saw that one yeah I didn't see that yeah um, what is a quarterback? I, yeah yeah well he, manager? He, because well, there's there's other uh, there's other undertones to that. Let's just put it that way. Quarterback to be quarterbacky. It's pretty funny how that turned out, right? Because we always know that the Ravens defense is going to show up because they always oh, have yeah. a good defense, right? We just it, they just needed that offense. And funny thing about that is Lamar has been in the pocket and been destroying people this whole year. Just like and when he, did one, he can't one pass the ball, what does he do? Then he takes off and you still can't stop him. He's had his tight end go down, which yeah. happens every season now. But not every <laughs> pretty much. Mark Andrews, and yep. he's a weapon. Absolutely. He's, he's still out right now, or he's back. I th- I, last I saw is that he was hopeful that he could play at some point in the postseason. Yeah, that's what I, I thought. I, too. That, I mean, they have a week off. I don't, uh, we'll have to look into that, but watch out, okay. man. That, that's great. Well, Zay Flowers, man, we both were on the. We've been on the Zay Flowers train for a while. I drafted him in fantasy for a reason, so there is there's a reason for that. OBJ slow start. He's woken up. Um, I still think one of the most underrated uh, trades in recent memory was what they did last year and getting Roquan Smith. Roquan, yeah, I was just gonna say they gave the Bears gave away Roquan Smith, and to they it. took them and said, "Hello, thank you. We know what we have with this young man, and he's been he's been the leader of that team, and they've been." crazy good you got Jadevian Clowney down there that has bounced from team to team to team to team to team and comes here and does and is going off you got Kyle Van Noy who was sitting on the bench or excuse me sitting on his couch at home doing his own stuff and now is here and he's one of the vocal leaders on this team like they know what they're doing and they get defensive players to do what they have to do what happened Hamilton Oh, no, I didn't want to talk about Kyle Hamilton because oh. I just want people to watch him throughout the playoffs to see what happens because he is one of the best, one of the best safeties in the league, if not the best right now. One of the best. All I right? think I said this too. We've said this. We've talked about Kyle Hamilton for a couple of years now. When he got drafted, I think I probably texted you and said, of course. Like, mm-hmm. perfect spot, you know. They, they, they you know, go. just like I said, Bill knows how to draft defense. And so do the Ravens. <laughs> Those yeah. are two teams that I'm never worried about defensively, is they and, know how to draft defensive players. And and the impressive thing, too, is on the running game, yeah, Lamar is insane. Mm-hmm. A runner. He's a gazelle. Like it, uh, That's well noted. But you didn't have J.K. Dobbins really help che- you at all. Cheetah. Last. Cheetah, yeah. That's fair. Real real um, cheetah. Yeah. Um, you, bear, you had 
J.K. Dobbins coming off an ACL last year, so he wasn't 100%. So you didn't have him the year before. He tore his Achilles this year. So you have mm-hmm. Gus Edwards, um, the rookie, the undrafted rookie is escaping me. He was Keaton Mitchell. And then, you know, uh, uh, Justice Hill. And they're just running all over dudes. Yeah. So it's you, you lose your lead back, no problem. And yeah, Greg Roman developed a system for them, for Lamar, that really used his strengths. But we've been saying this since that MVP year, too. Lamar can sit in the pocket, be comfortable, get to his second read, and throw the ball a mile away. Like, yep. he's, you know, and he, to overlook what he has done as and what he is as a passer is criminal. Like, he, you know, that is underrated. And Todd Munkin has exploited that for the best mm-hmm. in this offense. And yeah, you know, uh, uh, watch out. Uh, I, I like this Ravens team a lot. If you can't tell already, we're on board. Uh, yeah, definitely on board. And we will see what happens with that. So before we get to uh, our our records and whatnot, or we don't even have to touch our records, really, because we haven't really done it. Um, but what is your thoughts on this power rankings entering the playoffs, Sam? I, I like it. I I worry about the Bills a little bit. I mean, I they came back in a, a huge spot last night, but there was like that, like YOLO, I, YOLO, uh, I, you know, YOLO, Jameis Winston. Like he looked like Josh Allen looked like Jameis Winston yesterday. Like, you know, that meme where it's like Patrick Mahomes is like, F it Tyreek's down there somewhere. And it was just, you know, like that is how many times did you see Josh Allen just uncomfortable, like, just throwing bombs down the field and a couple you know a couple of them got picked i would probably put the cowboys ahead of the bills but i i have no i'm not going to lose sleep over it this is i'd probably do the same list yeah i I, again i won't put the cowboys over the bills because they got smacked by them and that means something in the season to me that's um Shout out to Jameis Winston, too, for calling your own play in the victory huddle. Um, <laughs> Arthur Smith got, I forgot to mention this, we were talking about him. He got fired. They put the press release out at midnight. <laughs> yep. Midnight, dude. They just were like, peace. Like, look, like, I get why he was upset, and he probably knew he was getting canned. Yeah, he but, was like, I might as well go out swinging. <laughs> and if you're Dennis Allen, you got showed up by your backup quarterback, but, like, whatever, man. Like... Yeah, a, people are calling for his uh, for Jameis to get the boot. And then it's just like I, I, I don't think he should get the boot, but I think they definitely they definitely need to have a conversation. And be like, you know, when I tell you to do this, you do this, or you will get the boot for real. But we'll see what happens. Um, so wild card weekend, as we said earlier, uh, the two teams that have buys that are number one seeds are the Ravens and the Niners. So they will not be playing this week. So the first game to start us off on Saturday at 4.30 p.m. is the Browns at Texans. Sam has the Texans. I have the Browns. Let's dive into this real quick because we want to get through our other stuff, of course. But, Sam, I have the Browns because of your former backup quarterback, Joe Flacco who has been playing absolutely out of his goddamn mind, and it makes no sense to me whatsoever. This man is literally sitting on the bench, came in, said, you know what? I'm just going to do better than Deshaun. And Deshaun was here all season. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm just going to ball out and just act like I can still throw the ball. Oh, yeah, that's right. I mean, it's not an act. I can still throw the ball, and a team believes in me. Since he's come on there, this team looks different. Amari Cooper and Joku is like they've both been revitalized. And Alabama, Alabama Amari Cooper, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and, you, you, and the crazy thing is all they need to do is get a decent lead and their defense will do the rest. And that's yeah. why I chose the Browns is because all they need to do is get a touchdown, two touchdown lead. And their defense is going to do more than enough. I, I, I vibe with CJ. CJ is, and that's hard for me to say as a been right, fan again. And on the D'Amico CJ train. I love D'Amico. Yep. I love D'Amico. I love this team. I love Stingley. Um, you know, my boy went down tank tank bell, Dell, excuse me, oh, which yeah. hurt me so much. Um, in fantasy that sucked a lot, a lot. Um <laughs> but I don't I think this is where this young team runs into a buzz so and just in my opinion. So why I do you have the Texans? Yeah, uh, this I went back and forth on this. I just I I get it. I mean that Browns defense I mean I've seen it. That Browns defense is is very good and Joe Flacco has nothing to lose and he mm-hmm. is just he's just out there. I mean he'll he'll throw some picks, but he he's playing really well. This team has rallied uh, you know around him and um, you know, even though losing Nick Chubb, Jerome Ford and Kareem Hunter are you know serviceable. Um in that regard, they're just, you know, Jerome Ford's had some pretty nice games. Uh, I would not be surprised at all. I just, I like the CJ Stroud's moxie. I like the last, you know, he, aside from being concussed and being out for what, two and a half games, like mm-hmm. he's played really well. I like just the vibe. Um, so I'm just going to go with the Texans. But again, I'm, I'm hedging here, but um, would not be surprised. That's fair. Uh, the late game, which I'm absolutely pissed because I just read this now and I didn't realize the late game is at 815 Eastern Standard Time and it's on Peacock. Mm-hmm. Sam, I'm going to tell you this right now. It's so mm-hmm. frustrating knowing that a game is on Peacock and it's not going to be on, you know, nationally televised NBC. TV. Yeah. I'm OK with Prime prime games on thursday or whatever because thursday games aren't necessarily the greatest right there's some that are really really good and there's some that aren't but why are we having any game exclusivity when it comes to the playoffs yeah i mean i understand the whole like london it's going to be on whatever they did one where it was espn plus yeah people getting outraged when the london games were only uh, or Thursday night was only on NFL Network, and not mm-hmm. everyone has NFL Network. Correct, but it's still part of cable. I I get. I mean, being in media and doing all this for as long as I have, I get both sides of this, and I understand propping up a struggling streaming service. I can only yeah. imagine it's a struggling streaming service. Yeah, I'm not looking to it. Um, and there will be, you know, there will be a time where if it's already happening, these streamers will all consolidate. But yeah, it's it's head scratcher to do it in the playoffs and to do it when you have such two popular teams and like Patrick yes. Mahomes and Travis yes. Kelsey and now and like Dolphin fans coming out of the woodworks now and just you know they're a historical team like it's frustrating. If I was, I'm I'm upset about it in the sense of like I don't have Peacock and I don't either. 
you know, I don't know if they have a free trial. Will I probably spend the four ninety nine to watch it? Nope. You know, I'll be illegally well, streaming this. You hear you hear that, Peacock? I will be illegally streaming this. Anybody else that needs to hear this, that's exactly what I'll be doing. I won't give my source away. Sam, I'll give it to you after we get off air. But I will be illegally streaming this because I don't give a damn about you, Peacock. But anyway, as Sam has mentioned, the two teams that are playing, it's the six-seed Dolphins at the three-seed Chiefs. Sam has the Chiefs. I have the Dolphins. Sam, uh, since I went first last time, why do you have the Chiefs? You think uh, the Cowboys have trouble with winning teams. You should look at who the Dolphins have beat that yeah. are above 500. It's really bad. And there are some games that there's, there's a lot of games that aren't even close. I was looking at the box score yesterday because I was looking at the like different scenarios of well, last night watching the, the Bills game and assuming that the Dol- you know it looked like the Dolphins were going to win that game for a lot of it. And, um, you know, going to Miami is one thing, but and they also don't do well when it's cold. And I've yeah. never been to Kansas City, and I've never been to Kansas City in January. I can't imagine it's a comfortable experience for someone who resides in South Florida. So that's why I'm picking the Chiefs. I I have as many questions probably about this Chiefs team as you do. Um, yeah, I've been you know, they're, they they're self inflicted wounds. On this, the drops, the just miscommunication, like I, you know, really good defense. The I'm, you know, running game has come around, but like there's a lot of questions on this mm-hmm. offense. Um, but for all those points, I'm gonna pick the Chiefs. Just it's it's hard to play in Kansas City in general, and I I probably have more questions about the Dolphins going into Kansas City than I have. Um, about Andy Reid and and Patrick Mahomes. That's fair. I mean, if, if you're betting on Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, I mean, that's not a it's not a bad bet to go with. Um, I'm really going for the Dolphins because of my dad and my there boy Bobby because they're both uh, Dolphins fans. Uh, but also, the Dolphins have the horses to be in any game. Yep. Period. And I also feel that Tyreek Hill wants to absolutely kill in this game because of who he's going against to prove to them to say, you forgot about me. You didn't want to pay me. And as he said, I felt like I was the third wheel when it came to Mahomes and Kelsey. So I would not be surprised if he had a career game. We just need to see if Waddle shows up and if they have the time, because that, that Waddle can play. Yeah, if Waddle can play. Correct. But because the chiefs also have one of the best defenses that we've seen Patrick Mahomes have since his, with his time right easily the best i agree with you sam but and that defensive line can get to anybody at any time so if Tua doesn't have the time and when Tua has the time he is one of the more accurate quarterbacks and i believe he is the most accurate quarterback this season uh statistically so i I think this game could go anyway um and and i'm giving them i I really feel like it's going to come down to like a field goal and it's going to come yeah. down to like one really, really stupid mistake, which has been happening to the Chiefs all year long. One stupid mistake, and I would not be surprised if it happened again. But to, as to all the things that Sam mentioned, I also would not be surprised if Patty Mahomes and Andy and Kelsey come around with the ring around the rosy huddle and do the behind <laughs> the back uh, alley oop touchdown 
jazz that they seem to do. They can be. I don't know if they can afford to be cute right now, but um, I mean, hey. Miami's banged up. Uh, Bradley Chubbs, they lost him. That's true. Jalen uh, Phillips. Uh, there at one point, I know it's just a couple weeks ago. Like their offensive line, they were running like second and third stringers out there. They had true. so many injuries. I forgot uh, about Mostert that. didn't play yesterday. Jalen Waddle didn't play yesterday, and I don't know how healthy they were. Clearly, it was a big game. If they mm-hmm. won that game, playoffs aside from Baltimore go through Miami. Yeah, that is a you know that's and now they're again going to Kansas City. Um, so I I feel pretty out of these matchups. I feel confident that the Chiefs have the best situation to win, but there's again there's there's a lot of uh concerning points on this team and and i'd hate i would never think that i would say that about patrick mahomes and kelsey and and andy reed but here we are i mean it's it is what it is this year i I also would i also didn't think that i was gonna have to say that my eagles absolutely suck this year uh even though they started off 10 and 1 and they're the only team to start off 10 and 1 in nfl history and not get 12 wins so Anything is possible, Sam. It's, it doesn't matter if you were at the Super Bowl last year or not. Every season is different, and things happen throughout the season. So we'll see what happens. But I'm going to give a little speed run here since uh, Sam and I pretty much agree on every single of these other games. Sunday, 1 p.m. Eastern time on CBS, Steelers, 7 seed. At 2 seed, Bills. We both have the Bills. At 4.30 p.m. Eastern on Fox, the 7 seed Packers at the Cowboys, 2 seed Cowboys. We both have Cowboys. At 8.15 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on NBC, the number six Rams at number three Lions. We both have the Lions. By the way, just really quick, did you see that the lowest ticket starts for that game at $610 right now is the lowest ticket average? At Ford Field? Yeah. Well, first playoff game in 30 years, Matt Stafford coming back. It's a big game. Yeah, it's, it's a, a big, it's a big game. It's a big game. Yeah, so... Uh, Shout out to them. Anyway, we, we, you, we already know if you've listened to this podcast before, if this is your first time listening to this podcast ever, uh, welcome. Uh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> but, uh, you can go back and look at, listen to a couple episodes. Sam and I will clearly, uh, illustrate our love for the lions. Um, and Monday night, uh, eight 15 Eastern on ESPN, ABC for the whole world to see my, me stress about my team. Uh, the Eagles number five seed at the number four seed Buccaneers, uh, we both have the Eagles, but I want to take a second and since I do this often now, I would say, Sam, uh, at least this season, um, I always go back and give kudos to those that I have defecated on. And uh, Baker Mayfield is one of them, and he looks and has looked phenomenal for this team essentially all year. Yes, he's had his moments, but again, we didn't even think that they were going to make it to this point. And, and no, there's no way in hell that anybody that I knew, including the two people on this podcast, thought that they were going to be a higher seed than my Eagles. So kudos to them. Um, well, they they yeah, deserve that. We knew someone was going to win with an under 500 record from the yeah. South. But, but, but yeah. again, we didn't think that it was going to be a higher seed than the Eagles, and we didn't think that they were going to be there. So yeah. here, here we are. Um, all right, Sam, We I mentioned it at the top. It's time. We're, we are getting closer and closer to the game as we are live at this point. 2023 college football playoff national championship tonight, Houston, Texas, uh, Michigan 
14 and 0 one seed Washington, the number two seed 14 and 0 we both have Michigan and I'm going to tell you right now I'm going with Michigan because I don't want to sound like a hater but I absolutely my heart of hearts pray that Michigan loses for one particular person that watches this podcast I pray that they lose and they lose badly so I can just laugh to myself I won't laugh at this person because I know how much pain he will be in but I will laugh internally a whole lot, a whole, whole lot. But if they win, um, I will make sure that I find my way down to um, State College and I will wear a navy blue shirt with white letters that says, Fire James Franklin. Uh, because yeah, I am on a campaign... Why are we making this about James Franklin? Uh, because he sucks as a head coach. Sam, that's why. And every chance I've gotten to talk about one of uh, the rival teams that have put their boot to ass uh, f- since he's come there, meaning Michigan, meaning Ohio State, uh, I'm even going to throw Iowa in there, um, have put boot to ass every chance that they can because Every time James Franklin teams uh, have had an opportunity to take the next step, they don't. So uh, that's how I made it about him. But uh, yeah, Michigan, Michigan to win tonight, I guess, maybe. Who knows? I, I just think they're, I mean, it comes down to defense, I think. Mike, I'm, I'm a fan of Michael Penix Jr. I am as well. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't. Fo- I don't watch these two teams really. I mean, I'll watch if a big game's on. I'm watching it, so I'm an admitted casual observer here. But um, you know, I think he'll be a good pro. I hope he's a well, good pro. Well, this just came in. ESPN is is negotiating uh, with college football playoffs to extend and have an eight year deal to rights to the contract because it's essentially going to be up after the season. But also, Sam, what I'm excited about is that next year is going to be more than four teams. And that's going to be exciting. So we wouldn't have to worry about, well, Georgia would have had a chance to, to play and Florida state would have had a chance to play. Well, next year we're going to have a, a chance to see those teams that were cut off by one loss get into the playoffs, see what happens. And yes, Sam, you know what's going to happen. The people that have like two losses, well, well, we beat this team, we beat that team. I don't really care about those people. You're going to see it. You're going to see, you even see it in March Madness. 68 teams. There's still bubble teams. Uh, See, but the thing is, I don't even bat an eye when it comes to college basketball. I'm just like, okay, whatever. It it is what it is. I, I think once you get from the, you know, the top, there's so much, you know, it's kind of like a just, they're so close together, these teams, that it yeah. doesn't really matter. I didn't lose. I didn't really care that Florida State didn't make it. I think it's. I think it's an, about competition. I think it's. It's who you play, and, yeah. and frankly, we didn't talk about this because we were we were off. But you know, all the all the Florida State high profile players didn't play, and and you know, uh, you know, uh, what is it? Protest. That they didn't make the title game, and then they got beat down. Smacked, it's a yeah. I think they didn't get, and I probably said this when the the four came out is they didn't get picked 
because the you know ESPN or whoever didn't want to see them on eight o'clock window get yeah. against yeah. you know an Alabama or a Michigan or whoever it was like and and that's what ha- and that's what it is like you're on your third string quarterback you don't play elite elite competition like mm-hmm. some of these other teams have to do um you know well it's gonna put and, it into that i believe yeah. it's gonna put it into that so I, see i think it's it's you're not gonna get you know you you're not gonna get the best game still um but it'll be it'll be more football more important football and that's great yeah i i think it i don't know i, I think it might just weed itself out to get you know, whoever is the hottest at that time, which which could be, for, you know, for the best. It also could be the hottest team gets into there and they absolutely get smacked. Um, so it, it it's it's why we love March Madness, right? Is you never know who's we know who the top seeds are, but they they consistently lose and the tournament is still amazing. We still talk yeah. about the tournaments every year. Right. So if they're trying to capture that magic and bottle it in for college football, and it's obviously it's harder because it is a harder sport uh, physicality wise, but I believe that still it's something that could be great in itself. So I'm looking forward to it, Sam. I, I'm I'm not looking forward to the game tonight, but I will be watching uh, and uh, we'll see what happens. We'll definitely see what happens. Yeah, that's uh same. I'll watch. I'll put some money somewhere and uh, yeah. see what happens. That's there. Right. Um, I, I think a 12, 12- team field will definitely help recruiting for some of these you don't need to be in the sec or mm-hmm. play at a ohio state michigan to to make the playoffs or you know have an actual chance to win a, a big bowl game i think that's you know that's got to be worth something too but nowadays you know with the nil money and guarantees and all this stuff does anything matter i don't know like college Begin football nil like, money i'm trying to do it, it yeah, didn't work anyway. Yeah. You tried, and that's tried. important. I tried. I tried. Tried is you know trying is hey, Last thing, uh, do you care? Nike and Tiger announced today. Tiger Woods, Tiger, Tiger Woods, y'all. Uh, after 27 years, they're ending. Sounds like a mutual ending of their. Yep, it is partnership. He's been uh, a Nike athlete since he was an amateur. Since anyone uh, knew about Tiger Woods, uh, it seems like things are, you know, amicable and whatever who knows if he'll keep the tiger woods logo or any of that stuff but uh i i know you care um but absolutely i thought what's the segment's called do you care so i'm not going to ask the question but i'm just gonna let you talk about it tiger and i i I care you made a valid point so as soon as i saw this i sent this to sam i sent it also to harrison as well uh since he's a diehard tiger fan um Harrison likes all uh, interracial uh, <laughs> babies that are are males that are athletes. So the Kyler Murray look like anybody that's light skin is, is Harrison's guy. Uh, anyway, <laughs> but uh, Tiger, he, Sam said something that is definitely my train of thought, but just something that I believe those that have grew up in that era of watching him when he first stepped onto uh, the course to now. Uh, it's it's been Jordan, then it's Tiger, and then you can debate if it's Kobe or LeBron. I'd say it's Kobe next, um, and then LeBron. Uh, as far as Nike the, correlation, yeah. as far as Nike, those are the only two. But immediately, the first two names you think of when it comes to Nike is Jordan and Tiger. Um, they both became 
billionaires off of and that was a part of their their uh portfolio of, of growth uh financially but they also are two game changers wearing that sunday red nike polo uh it is super iconic and why you see a ton of people wearing it that way right it, it's that that tiger woods that tw on a hat which you'll see if i i'm not on the course but i've seen plenty of people wearing it on the course and off the course during the summertime springtime um that that merch will now essentially go up in price uh for those that have it uh if, if you haven't checked nike which i'm probably going to do after this thinking about it i'm going to buy a tiger woods hat just to have it might get my dad one too uh but uh he he was the reason that i watched golf and watch anything yeah. golf at any time is because of him uh, outside of that there is really no need for me to to watch um to sit down and watch i just think it's boring to watch but to play i've been told it's very fun and i'm sure i'll get out there this year at some point but yeah i uh, it's it's gonna be weird to see him not wearing nike um but i i, I it sounds like he's he's going to Grayson, which is where his son just signed per Harrison. Um, so it makes sense. I guess he's going over there and that'll bring eyes over there and raise his son's stock too, which is already raising on its own. But uh yeah, it's a weird weird feeling. Yeah, it's for, you know, I mean it's a weird feeling. Clearly we've we've seen the best of Tiger Woods and coming from where we were on this podcast like three years ago when that horrific car accident. Yeah. You know, to when I was in California, stuff. literally yeah. 10 minutes Miles away from where it was happened. when it happened. So yeah. Great um, times. Yeah. It's just, it's yeah. Nike and tiger synonymous. And you mentioned that Nike red polo. So uh, yeah, it will be different. It's going to be weird to not see, it. of course him not wearing it. His, Cheers, uh, Tiger. his son too, you know, you just figure his son would be a Nike athlete, but, um, yeah, you know, is what it is. It's it over. is. Everyone's it is. Okay. I mean, guess what? There'll be he another put, great athlete and there's, there's already still great athletes on Nike. He so put, he put Nike golf on the map, man. It's, he absolutely uh, did. Absolutely yeah, did. Totally. Um, um, and with that said, Sam, close us the hell out so we can get the hell out of here and watch this game. Yeah, it's uh, episode 119 in the books, Chasing Points podcast. Three years in the books. Thank you so much for listening. If you've ever just liked a Instagram post or listened or told your friends or anything, we appreciate you. And thank you uh, for letting us do what we love to do. So for Brandon, my name is Sam. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, until next week, peace. I'm not going to thank you for letting us do what we do because we were going to do it regardless if anybody listened or not. And Sam and I would have just, even though I hate hearing my own voice, we would have just put it out there in the world and maybe somebody would have listened to it. But in all seriousness, we appreciate y'all and uh, share this so we can continue to stay on here for three more years because we would like to do that. I like to just, you know, leave my job in totality and just have this be what we do. So, you know, if you share this with people, you get you get the gist. All right. Bye.